The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Living a life of joy and peace begins with knowing all you need is right inside you all the time waiting to be revealed and shared welcome to timeshare living reality navigating the dream with your host marie jackson listen in as marie and her regular contributors guide you to realizing the perfection you already are now here is marie jackson hello welcome to timeshare on voice america's seventh wave i'm marie jackson A timeshare for many of us is a vacation spot, a break from the routine, a place to go for a change of scene, or a time out from the to-do list. Afterward, we return, feeling refreshed, energized, rested. The timeshare you just tuned into is a bit like that. You can take time out from your schedule, take a break and a breath, then go back to your day, seeing things perhaps a bit differently, broader, bigger, deeper. Every Thursday from noon until 1 U.S. Eastern Time, my regular contributors and I discuss and explore the subject of metaphysical spirituality, which is a field of study, a philosophy, or a science, seeking to know life's essence beyond what we recognize as physical. Timeshare offers conversations to help deepen our comfort with questions, questions that bridge the gap between materialist science and ideology or faith and you're invited to join in the conversation. Our intention is to make Timeshare a forum for practical applications of ancient and contemporary teachings, applications to help us understand life, each other, and how to live the happiness that is our birthright. Today I am joined by my regular first and third Thursday contributor, holistic psychotherapist, Douglas Economy. Douglas uses the term holistic because he is licensed as such in Germany, and more importantly, because he believes all forms of genuine healing involve the whole being, and that our transformation arises from love, which is our true nature, our divine spirit reality within. Douglas works with a variety of modalities, including constellation therapy, relationship coaching, and accessing your essence, a process he developed. Our conversations center around A Course in Miracles and how we can apply its teachings to daily living. A Course in Miracles has been described as a psycho-spiritual self-study curriculum or thought system showing us the way to universal love and peace. It teaches that there are no sins to be forgiven, only perceptions to be corrected. This correction leads to atonement, which is the undoing of the ego's belief in separation from God the source of all being or life. It is from this teaching that we can view life differently. Welcome, Douglas, and thank you again for being here. I am very delighted to be again in your show. Thank you so much. The topic I offered uh, my contributors for February is ego, and I'm saying it isn't a bad thing. It's a tool. 
a vehicle transporting our character and self. We get into trouble when the vehicle does the driving instead of our inner navigator. I'm eager to pursue this statement with you today uh, through the lens of A Course in Miracles because it's full of ideas for study. Uh, Lots to cover today, so let's see how much we can get to. Ego, self, inner navigator, who are we, how do we know who we are, all of that. So for our listeners who are not really familiar with A Course in Miracles, let's first talk about what it is, how it came to be, a bit about the scribe, whatever it is you'd like to offer. Can you start us off there, Douglas? Of course, I'd be delighted Uh, to uh, share in great brevity what it is without getting very subjectively about it is very difficult for me because it has so incredibly changed my life and I've witnessed how it's changed the lives of many people I know, many, many people and people I don't know, which is obvious because of the the news that is spreading the world around about this incredible document, this incredible text. A Course in Miracles, how did it come to be? Um, around It was around 1965 where <clears throat> a lady called, named uh, Helen Chuckman, she was a professor of clinical psychology at Columbia University, started receiving an inner dictation. And it turned out to be that the source of this dictation was who we understand or know to be Jesus. And I studied, I would, I've been studying the Course for many years, but I want to say for about the first three quarters of a year at least, I was very, very skeptical as to whether this could really be Jesus. Then soon I when I started to really understand it and get it, it became so obvious and there cannot be a doubt that the source is truly Jesus. And <clears throat> why did he dictate this uh, document to Alan Chuckman, who of all people was a atheist and a Jew, not a Christian, and who had a very hard time accepting teachings that he was purporting in these dictations. So she struggled with it to the very end. And that shows the genius of the source because he picked somebody who not only probably was the greatest scribe ever or channeler, if you want to call it that, uh, because the, the accuracy and the level of detail that she was able to take down was absolutely mind-boggling. But the fact that Uh, she was who she was, would minimize the danger that there's always in channeling, that the channel's own stuff would come into the the dictation. And her being an atheist and struggling with the material and so on minimized that fact. So um, that is how it came about. Um, And it is a monumental work. It is a teaching that one could say, and then given the audience we have, I, I feel safe to say this. I, I don't say it easily because I very, very much respect my brothers and sisters who are devout <clears throat> followers of the, the Bible and the, the Christian religion. And yet, we just have to be open about 
what it really says. And this document is, I want to say, a correction of the Bible. It, it shows that what many, many people, including myself, have struggled with to a great degree because none of it, or not not to say none of it, I'm sorry, that's totally not true, but so much is is hard to understand is there's discrepancies and mis- you know uh, the contradictions illogic, I think contradictions, yeah, contradictions that we were you. talking about before yeah that's the word yeah, yeah and the world didn't make sense to me and I think for a lot of people it just didn't make sense on the basis of traditional religious teaching and after the course where he essentially and he quotes the Bible all over the place. And essentially, he corrects the teaching. And once you get it, the world makes perfect sense. I think, I think that's an important <clears throat> point to make about making sense of the world because the message of the Course is really very simple. It's just in like one or two lines. But the book itself is about a thousand pages long. Yeah. And, and I think that's where a lot of people could get... Um, frustrated or overwhelmed you know you pick up a book and say well how simple can this be if I have to go through you know uh, 50 principles and 300 lessons and 9,000 pages you know how so tell me again how simple this thing is yes the thing is it's the the message the spiritual message of the course is very very simple applying it in this ego-based world that we think we live in is where it gets complicated. So the complications are not from the course. The complications are from our lives as we know them. Do you agree? I totally agree. Uh, just to add to that, uh, what makes our lives such that it would be very complicated, and that's the thought system of our ego, and that's what we'll get into it today, <clears throat> is a thought system that this whole world is based upon, which is linear, uh, it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's depends on time, space, and form. Um, and if I can interrupt you just for a real quick yeah. second, one of those forms is language. Yes. And, and, and we need to talk about that. I know that you're going to approach that because language is, is part of that linearity. Like you have one word, then the next word, then the next word. You put them together and you form a sentence and that sentence forms a thought. And, exactly. And it's really difficult to get the whole understanding of the course because we have to use the tool of language. Of so, language. So please continue. I, 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 yes. I really wanted to make that point. That's a very important point. And why do we need language? Because… <clears throat> the the world that the ego mind <clears throat> is associated with, I'll put it in the neutral term for now, um, is a dualistic world of multiplicity, of degrees, of opposites, uh, of all of these things. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> therefore, in order to understand, make sense, describe this world, we need concepts. Um, so, linear concepts that are built upon each other in such a way that in order to understand, we have to dissect and understand through separating things out, organizing them, labeling them, giving it language and all this stuff. Reality, though, and this is what the Course describes, is the reality that God created, is in every way different. It is non-dualistic. It is holographic in nature. There are no concepts. There's no duality. There's no subject-object 
in the thought system. There's only awareness of self because all there is is the oneness of the divine self, which is love. So <clears throat> the incredible nature of this this text because, you know, in so many ways you start realizing this could not have been a human mind in that sense that wrote this. And it is so incredibly consistent compared to every other spiritual document. And I've been around the block a bit that I've compared it to. And I don't want to say, and he says too, I have to interrupt there very quickly and say he very clearly points out and I, I, I'm with him there. <clears throat> this is not the only document we should study for a spiritual path makes that very clear. He says in the introduction, a unified religion is impossible and not necessary, but a unified experience is not only possible, but necessary. And that's really important, the experience of it all, the experience. Exactly. If, if I can make just one observation about what you were talking about, about the linearity and the tool, it's a little bit like having a computer, you have a linear processor and you have a parallel processor. It's a little bit like your left and right brain. And what we're really trying to do is describe something that's parallel by using linearity. Exactly. And that's, and that's the holographic uh, dilemma, if you want to call it that, in the way we approach this teaching. Right. So, the, so the linearity is 900 pages. But right. the parallel is just one simple message. Exactly. Beautifully put, Marie. Beautifully put. So, when, where I was at is the, the incredibleness of this document, document is also in the consistency that it, it dis, displays. And the consistency is also seen in the fact that it is written holographically um, and, and non-linear and and so on. It needs to use concepts, of course, in language, obviously. But this non, this holographic way of writing, plus a description of a reality that is so completely opposite and different than the reality we believe we live in, that, as you said initially, makes this document hard to understand initially. Mm-hmm. But once we, we learn to shift and that's the idea of it all it's a mind training and he trains us slowly to start to think what he calls with our right mind that is the spirit mind that is available to us from our true source the spirit source and once we start getting that we start experiencing more than anything else that it is very simple very simple well, let's pick that up on the other side of the break. I can't believe that we're past our first segment already. Oh, my goodness. So we're going to talk about experience, and we're going to talk about separation, okay, when we get back. So uh, let me remind our listeners that you're tuned into Timeshare on Voice America's 7th Wave. Holistic psychotherapist Douglas Economy and I are looking at ego through the lens of A Course in Miracles. And when we come back, we'll go a little <laughs> deeper into the teaching. You can join the conversation by calling one 866 472-5795. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Marie Jackson is a holistic mentor in the field of metaphysical spirituality. 
Her practice includes private advising, workshops, and talks. Clients and students are offered tools, guidance, practices, and resources for managing stress and realizing personal power. Marie has a focus on intention and the law of attraction. By staying true to the spirit of who you are in daily living, you can process short and long-term goals, negotiate and hold boundaries, and clarify communication and commitments in work, relationships, and family dynamics. For more information, visit mariejackson.net. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned into Timeshare, Living Reality, Navigating the Dream. To reach Marie Jackson or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email, her email address is marie at mariejackson.net. Now, back to Timeshare. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. Uh, Before we went to break, Douglas and I were talking about a very important word, actually, that's used uh, throughout the teaching of A Course in Miracles, and that is experience. And um, how we experience things, the meaning that we attach to those experiences. And in my introduction to, to, um, to today's show, I was talking about the perceptions that need to be corrected, And that the correction leads to atonement. So what we need to look at is how we see our experiences. What meaning do we give them? Uh, What needs to be corrected, if anything? And how do we understand the ego's belief in separation from God? The separation is a really important piece of this because we either experience separation or we experience oneness. It really is that simple. Can you take us there, Douglas? Yes. Uh, you really touched upon the the most central uh, piece of the teaching. He, several times in the text, says in so many words, there's only one problem in the world and one solution. That's how simple it is. The one problem is the belief in separation and everything that follows from that belief in separation And the remedy, of course, the solution is to undo the belief in separation. That's really the essence of the teaching. That's the essence of the teaching. And I think an important piece that you and I had uh, talked about once before, and I'm a bit, I guess I'm a bit of a wordsmith because I keep dissecting what do the words mean and how can that bring us closer to what the understanding is. My position and you and I have talked about this, I think we should touch on it today. My position is to identify the ego, not to identify with the ego, but identify the ego so that we can undo it. Yes, If we we pay particular attention, is this my Holy Spirit speaking? You know, my higher self, my, you know, find the right word, my intuition, my better self, my, my Holy Spirit, because that's who, that's who we're really talking about here. Is it my Holy Spirit that's talking here? Or is it my ego that's talking here? And that's, that's the topic for the month. When our ego does the driving instead of our inner navigator, we get ourselves into a jam. 
because yes. because we live and reinforce the separation. Yes. And according to the course, this jam is monumental. It's everything. It's the whole problem. It's the birth of the ego is the idea of separation. And that's, as we said, that's the whole problem. And that means there's a whole thought system that's behind this idea of separation. And that thought system is, I hate to say this, but... It's the thought of a world of time, space, and form. It's the thought of this whole universe. And well, yeah. so why? So tell me why you hate to say that. I hate to say that because a lot of people, most people, believe in the reality of this universe. It's their they they see it as their life. It's their their home. It's their place. It's where we are, and more specifically, this planet and. And you know, time, space, and form—that's mm-hmm. our reality. And that's and that's a different. It's a difficult message to get across, especially since and and this is where I go around and around in a circle a lot. Uh, we need to understand, even in a quantum physics sense, when you know, in, it, if you're looking at at a molecule or you're looking at an atom through a high-powered microscope, th- there's nothing. There's no, nothing real there. There's no there there. There's nothing hard there. So everything that we see around us, if you really break it down to a subatomic level, is not real. Yes. But, but we perceive it to be real. Exactly. And, that's, and that becomes our experience. That becomes the meaning we give it. What does this mean to me? And that's exactly. where we go wrong because from the time we are little tiny kids, we are taught to you know, separate ourselves from each other. You know, how do you stand out? How do you make yourself known? And how do we get the message across that you need to stand out but not stand out? You need to identify yourself as separate from other people, but you're not really separate from who you are. It's, that's, that's a tough message to get across. No, no wonder it took him 900 pages to get it across in his book. It, it's very difficult to get across. And I remember it took me a long time to really get that because – we in, inherently, as long as we're still identified with the ego's thought system, which is the only thought system we initially have available to us normally as normal people, um, you know, we're of course very resistant to that. Uh, but once we start to see, there's a whole other way of seeing the world, and that once we transcend the, the seeing itself, and we'll get into that, what that means, that's the shift into vision, then we behold, we experience. That's the, the crucial piece where it's not perceiving and, and, and which, according to the Course, is all a projection. It means we think we see a world out there, but what is actually happening is we're dreaming up, it's a big dream, we're conjuring up the, the world we see in our minds and the experience is, is of that but it's the experience of our own beliefs. It's not an can, experience of reality. Can can we do both, Douglas? It's can we, can we can we experience this world and and see the beauty and the the connectedness and the love and the compassion and the joy that's all around us? Can we see that and accept that it's all illusion? It's a beautiful illusion. But it's still illusion. How how do we how do we see this world around us, and and 
love the sunsets and love the smells of the flowers and, and love the, the sound of a child laughing. Can we do all that and still appreciate the reality that's behind it? Can we do both? We can certainly do that. And if we're honest with ourselves, we're going to perceive beautiful sunsets and a lot of other beautiful things. But we cannot ignore the fact that what we also see inevitably is a world that is, and the the life we call it in here, incredibly full of suffering and illness and death. And that's the dimension that we live in. We live in, and you touched on this uh, in the other segment, that we live in a dimension of opposites. The fact that we have a beautiful sunset means that the sun set and it's gone. So while it might be here, it's impermanent. Yes. It's impermanent and it's gone. If if I am, am loving the sound of a baby laughing, in a couple of years, that baby's not a baby anymore. Right. Okay, so everything changes. I think it's a Buddhist principle. You know, you can't hold on to your life or your youth or your health because everything changes. Everything is impermanent. Yes. So the only thing that's permanent, the only thing that's permanent is what is real. Exactly. And, you know, we have to ask ourselves, and we might get into that a little bit more at another time, if not today. You know, a really crucial question is would God, if he is, if we all can all agree that God is, that he's perfect, complete, and whole, that he's creatorship, meaning everything that really exists, truly exists, is something he created. He's the source. And, and, above and, all and, if, I can, and if I can interject here, he's not necessarily yeah. a he pronoun. We're just no, using, no, we're using he just, just for, the, for the sake of conversation. And again, that Absolutely. imperfect tool language. Absolutely. Uh, he, she, or, often I say he, she, it, whatever. Um, <laughs> and then above all else, you know, she, it being love, unspeakable, mm-hmm. infinite, unconditional, eternal love. Mm-hmm. Would a beingness like this, a source of that nature, create a world of time, space, and form that we live in with all the, the, the you know, suffering and the limitations and, the and shortcomings, death? shortcomings, yeah, all the shortcomings, uh, yeah. It, it, to me, that, see, that never made sense. It just never made mm-hmm. sense to me. Mm-hmm. And then along comes, of course, in miracles, which, and by the way, the teaching at the basis of this is almost identical with Buddhism, very much at the heart of, of uh, Hinduism, the, 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 the Islamic uh, Sufis, the Mayas. There's, there's a very tremendous overlap in this idea that, that, you know, the reality is non-dualistic, all is one, and the world of multiplicity as time, space, and form is is an illusion. And once I got that, it made total sense. So the point is, could, would God have created this? Well, the answer is, he didn't. And he would never would do that. It's the last thing he would do. Not the God I know, you know. So if we're so if we're looking at this from from the right standpoint that there is no separation except what we um, what we project we project it to be a separation. An important piece then, in my view, is to recognize that that belief of separation is also alive in a lot of other people. Oh yes. So when we are tempted to judge another person, it is recognizing this non-separation 
that can stop us from judging and reacting. And, and I think that's where we fall down when we tend to see another person as another person or separate from right. us. And they're not. But because they see themselves as separate, that's what aggravates and, and perpetuates the problem that we have, which is one of competition and one of rejection and one of, right. you know, dis, disunity. Right. So, what you're, you're touching upon here is probably the most central teaching or learning device uh, or atonement device or an enlightenment device, whatever you want to call it, you know, for, for our path. It's a, the teaching is really a how-to manual of how do we get back into our divine reality, which is heaven. How do I f- we find our way back to that? And the main tool is what he calls forgiveness, which is not to be understood the forgiveness that is how it's known in Christianity and many other traditional ways. It, it, he means something quite differently from that. And right now, it might not be the best use of time to explain that more in detail. We'll get to that. But the point is, is to see reality differently in exactly what you just explained to not judge our fellow brothers and sisters in any shape or form that would lead to a <clears throat> furthering, a manifestation, a, a making real of separation. It's through judgment that we recreate and recreate separation. You know, he or she is like this or that, different than I am. And I wouldn't judge if they weren't different, and usually it's because they're worse than I am. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the main ways, as you mm-hmm. just described, the way we uphold and co-create the separation. And to undo that through forgiveness is one of the main pieces. The other pillar is is vision. Well, let's pick, let's pick that up on the other side of the break. We're up on a break again, so let's pick yeah. that up. We're going to look at vision. We're going to look at heaven. We're going to look at judgment. We're going to look at separation. Lots and lots to talk about today. You're tuned into Timeshare on Voice America's Seventh Wave. I am Marie Jackson, and with me today is Timeshare's regular first and third Thursday contributor, holistic psychotherapist Douglas Economy. In the minute or two that we're gone, you can take a look at our websites, mariejackson.net and douglaseconomy.com. Our conversation will continue when we come back. Please stay with us. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Marie Jackson is a holistic mentor in the field of metaphysical spirituality. Her practice includes private advising, workshops and talks clients and students are offered tools guidance practices and resources for managing stress and realizing personal power marie has a focus on intention and the law of attraction by staying true to the spirit of who you are in daily living you can process short and long-term goals negotiate and hold boundaries and clarify communication and commitments in work relationships and family dynamics For more information, visit mariejackson.net. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
are tuned into Timeshare, Living Reality, Navigating the Dream. To reach Marie Jackson or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email, her email address is marie at mariejackson.net. Now, back to Timeshare. And we're back. I am Marie Jackson, and I'm here today with holistic psychotherapist Douglas Economy. And we're talking about how A Course in Miracles helps us see things differently. The Course doesn't give us solutions to the human condition. It asks us to see the human condition a different way. And in seeing it differently, we can transcend it. And that's the point of the teaching, isn't it, Douglas? Exactly. So, can we talk a little bit about the how? Before we went to break, you were talking about how. You also you also said a word that I would really like to explore a little bit, um, and that word is heaven. Um, I think with this particular audience, the seventh wave audience on on Voice America, um, this listenership is very open to um, the idea of how we see heaven. Is it a place? Is it a feeling? Do we have it now? Is it something we get later? So let's talk a little bit about what what it is and what, what A Course in Miracles tells us heaven is. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, yes, of course. I'm more than delighted. Um, he describes heaven in a couple different ways. Uh, one I remember, and it's way at the, at the end, there's this very beautiful sentence um, where he says that the uh, the person who completes the atonement, atonement at the end disappears into the heart of God. And I very much like to see heaven as being the heart of God. Can you, do you, do you have an, uh, a note there about exactly where that is in the text? Because I'd really like to look that up. Do you, you say that it's toward the end? Yes, yes. Um, I'll, I'll look, I'll ooh. <laughs> I turned off my phone. It's in my phone. <laughs> now I turned it off. Okay, well, you can I, post, you know what, you can post it on your website. If listeners are interested, you, we, could, we could take a look at the website because that's the kind of thing that you really do need to repeat to yourself again and again. So say it one more time, Douglas. Yeah, it's uh, where we disappear at the end, when we complete the, that, what he calls the atonement. Again, a very, uh, a word, a, a, a uh, Jewish Christian word that, originally has a very different meaning that he uses it for. That's why we should maybe say the path of enlightenment or transcendence Mm -hmm. or liberation. Mm -hmm. Uh, And at that end, we, you know, enter into the heart of God. And that's... Enter into the heart of God. Wow. I love that way to look look at it. I also like to look at it. Beautiful uses that phrase too is that that heaven is the mind of God because there is only mind. There is only consciousness. Uh, God would not create time, space, and form for very, very good reasons because that kind of environment uh, can only lead to suffering through separation. Well, then then help me understand. If heaven is the mind of God, it's not a place we go. it's it's um, It's a process we embody. Is that it? It's an experience. It's an experience. So heaven is an experience, not a place. Right. Okay. And right. heaven exists right now within us. We are all in heaven now, have been forever, and will be forever. Nothing ever changed. We never left heaven. None of us ever did. 
What happened was that a part of our minds, because there is only mind, and our minds are true minds, so to speak, because mind is thought. What is uh, mind is, is thought. Mind, he says more specifically, is the activating agent of thought. So in the end, you could say there is only thought, and heaven is God's thought. And we exist through God thinking. God thinks us, thinks reality into existence. That's how he creates. And so we are the thought of God, or we are God thinking. So we are in God's mind, and because we are in God's mind in that way, and the way he thinks of who we and what we are, he thinks of us as an extension of himself, as perfect extensions of himself. That's how he creates. So he, he would never create beings that are lesser than themselves, himself if he is love. Why would he? And he did. So so let's so let's get to the the topic for the month because you're right on top of it here. You're you're right, right right on top of it. You just got right to it. The difference between the ego, okay, which is less than God, right? Because it's it's a construct and it's not real. And if it's not real, then like why are we bothering with it, right? Right. And what I talked about in the very beginning of all of this, the inner navigator, which in the language of a course of miracles is the Holy Spirit. Some of right. us, and, and I'm one of them, you know, we, we, we stub our toes on that term yes. because of early indoctrination of what the language meant to us. And like when you're a little kid and you're taught this, <laughs> then we have to overcome some of the teachings that we have. But what we're really talking about is our inner divinity. We are talking about that part of us that is the holiness of who we are. The Holy Spirit is communicating with us all the time. So that's our inner navigator. Can you, can you elaborate on, on, on calling on the Holy Spirit to help us navigate this dream that we're in? We, yes. the, dream, the dream that we're in is not real. The inner navigator that takes us through the dream is real. Yes. I, I just feel that there's a, there's a little step in there that is crucial because the re- listener might ask themselves, well, wait a minute. Here we are all in heaven as an extension of God. And then what happens? Suddenly there's the ego, and then there's the you know the world, the, the universe of time, space, and form. What happened there? And he calls it, that's a very famous sentence in the text. He says, into the sonship, into the eternity, a tiny amount idea. Tiny I'm not, amount idea, yep. I'm not... Um, I don't have the text in front of me, but it's it's pretty much the tiny man idea arose about which the Son of God forgot to laugh. Yeah, yeah. Or remembered not to laugh. Remembered not to laugh because it's and so ridiculous, yeah. It's a ridiculous mad idea. Right. And, and the, 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 if somebody wants to look that up, it's in the text, chapter 27, uh, section 8, uh, paragraph 6, uh, sentence 2. This again, I will have on my website all the all the right. things I mentioned from the book. Um, I will be happy to 
to quote them and give this references in my website. That's really and, helpful because this show is being recorded and if somebody wants to listen to it again and refer to the text at the same time, that would be very helpful to have you. Exactly. So good, good. I'm, It'll I'm be glad on you're my, remind, good. I'm glad you're reminding me of that. Yeah, on my radio page. So in any case, there was this tiny mad idea that he calls where within the sunship, the created, this idea came, what if I play God myself? What if I do to my own thing and that I, that me is the birth of the ego and the, the motivation behind it was the desire to be special, to be different, unique and special. And because, you know, up until then and, and then of course it is a time term, which in reality there's no time, but we only have this language. So figuratively up until then, there's only the reality and still is of oneness that God created where there's no specialness. In oneness, there's nothing special. There's nothing individual. There's nothing separate. We are all one in the truest and, and most concrete sense of the word. So this <clears throat> desire to be special was, was the idea. And then so that was the birth of the ego. And then there was a bunch of other steps that we won't get into. But at the end of this idea, this train of thought, was the self-creation, self-production of that, what we call the ego, which is also, again, because in reality, there is only mind, which is thought. It's a thought system of separation and projection of time, space, and form out there and the whole world that seemingly happens outside of myself. If I can, if I can enter something here, just sure. for a real quick second, because I'm watching our time, and we, and, and I, I, I want to make this point because I really want you to address it. Uh, when I was getting ready for this for today's show, and I was doing my own research, I went to the text, chapter thirteen, section ten, paragraph eleven. Uh, chapter thirteen, section ten, paragraph eleven. You cannot enter into real relationships with any of God's sons unless you love them all and equally. Love is not special. Exactly. And I think that's an important point that you're making about this oneness. There is nothing special. There is no separate. So when this tiny mad idea came along and said, okay, I want to be special, there is no special. Because once you make it special, it's artificial. Exactly. And uh, thank you, Marie, because that is so central. Love in the divine sense of what love really is, is that oneness. Mm-hmm. Outside of that oneness, mm-hmm. there is no love in that sense. It is, it's the same thing. It's two sides of the same coin. Without oneness, true oneness, there's no true love. So this whole idea of being special and separate, what it did, it blew true love right out, right out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what we, go, what, what we have going on amongst each other as so-called human beings here on earth is far from what would really be love. We think we love each other. We don't. Not really. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. we can. We can. We have to be be also very, very, you know, careful here. And heaven or divinity does shine through here. We can access that in in what he calls, for instance, the holy relationship. We can right. Love, right. Exercise true love as human beings. That's absolutely possible. And by doing that, that's the way back, by the way. So <clears throat> it's not that this, this world is totally devoid of love, but 
much of it, much, much, much of it is special love and Hollywood with love and romantic love and endorphins and all that stuff that has nothing to do with love. Exactly. And the important point that you're making there is that, um, that all relationships, then, if they are based on true love, true love, are then holy relationships. They are then holy. So, and, that's, and that's what the Course is teaching us, how yeah. to see things, because we keep coming back to that. We're not going right. to change life. We're just going to teach us how to see life. We're up on our final break. I can't believe that we went through all this time already. Incredible. You're listening to Timeshare on Voice America's 7th Wave with me, Marie Jackson, and our regular first and third Thursday contributor, Douglas Economy. We're talking about ego and A Course in Miracles. You can call in with your comments or questions at one 866-472-5795. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Marie Jackson is a holistic mentor in the field of metaphysical spirituality. Her practice includes private advising, workshops, and talks. Clients and students are offered tools, guidance, practices, and resources for managing stress and realizing personal power. Marie has a focus on intention and the law of attraction. By staying true to the spirit of who you are in daily living, you can process short and long-term goals, negotiate and hold boundaries, and clarify communication and commitments in work, relationships, and family dynamics. For more information, visit mariejackson.net. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned into Timeshare, Living Reality, Navigating the Dream. To reach Marie Jackson or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email, her email address is marie at mariejackson.net. Now, back to Timeshare. Welcome back. Thank you for listening in. Uh, Douglas, before we went to break, we were talking about holy relationships, special relationships, separate relationships. Uh, We can pick up there. I think it's really important that um, we emphasize what the Course is teaching us, that there are no sins to be forgiven, only mistakes to be corrected. And it's how we perceive our relationships with each other. Are we perceiving our relationships with each other as holy or special? Because all relationships are holy relationships if we look at them the right way, correct? Exactly. And that is, that is the, 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 the royal way back into heaven. And that's why this course is very practical in nature and so incredibly powerful as a spiritual uh, guide. Because if we follow these lessons... Um, and, and, and do the diligent work. It takes a while. It's hard work. But the rewards are incredible because you can, within a lifetime, truly achieve what he calls atonement or enlightenment and, and break the circles, the cycle of incarnation, life and death, and, and transition back into our true state, the reality of who and where we really are, which is 
would be heaven or nirvana or whatever we want to call it. And though specifically, as you say, one of the, the royal ways, there's, there's different aspects to our life than all our brothers, but they are certainly extremely central. How do I see the other person, the other brother? If I see them as a separate human being, I'm upholding separation. And as I, if I continue in that perception, I will never get there. I can't have the cake and eat it. I can't make this world of separation real for myself, believe in its reality, and act accordingly through judgment, and and then expect to to access heaven. Not because we're, that's like bad and uh, punishment that that we you know God doesn't let us in because we're bad. It has nothing to do that with that. It has everything to do with the power of our minds. Our minds are divine minds. And we had the power to produce this illusion of separation for ourselves. And this illusion is the only thing that stands in the way of our experiencing the reality of our being, which is a never left heaven. And so... well, here, here's a loaded question then. Let me ask you this. Here's a loaded question. I'm, I think I know the answer to it, but I'm stumbling around in my own head. Yeah. So let me ask you, can, can we experience the Holy Spirit, which is the divinity of who we are, can we experience the Holy Spirit through our ego? No way. No way. Because the ego is the exact antithesis to that. The ego is the thought system that excludes all divinity. But if the but if the but if the ego is a thought system that excludes the divinity, but thought is our conduit to heaven, which is which is the, the mind of God. Okay. Yes. How do we think ourselves into the mind of God without using our thought? Yeah, very good question. Um, the it was Ken Wapnick's a very, very a famous and, and, and great scholar of the course and for a long time was yeah. was the, the head guy of the Foundation for Inner Peace that published The Course in Miracles and so on and so forth. Ken Wagman was his great contribution to coin what Jesus throughout the book means by when he says you. Throughout the book, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jesus says, choose once again. Choose to see the world differently choose to think differently mm-hmm. because by undoing eco thought you are removing the blocks that stand in the way of the reality that you're in and never changed you will start seeing and experiencing your divine reality when you step out of shift out of change your mind out of the eco thought system now the question is who is changing the mind that's what you're getting at. And it's not the ego, of course, but it's what Ken Wapnick called the decision maker. It's uh, that, it's okay, that yeah. consciousness. It's like where in Buddhism plays a huge role. Jesus mm-hmm. learned from, from, he was in India for many years and, and studied Buddhism. I'm convinced of that. There's many books that Right, that, right, yeah. That, that affirm that, that, yes, that affirm that, yeah. The, the, the basis of the Course in Miracles to a lar- very large degree is Buddhism, but then Jesus expounded on it and took it to a whole nother level. I don't want to be that judgmental, but in any case, in, in Buddhism, it's the, that piece of the consciousness, the awareness, uh, the, the watcher plays a huge role, and that's exactly what is meant. In a divine aspect of our divine mind 
that never changed and could not be changed by the ego is that that phenomena called the decision maker. And it is that faculty that we are called to reaccess because when we're completely defined with the ego, the, the ego mind, we, we haven't mentioned the body, by the way, which is huge. The body plays a tremendous role in our being locked in to that ego mind system. Well, this body- is, if I can interrupt for a real quick second, this is why I'm so glad that you appear on the show twice a month. <laughs> Yeah. Because there's always something more to talk about. We need oh, yeah. to talk about the body. The body is huge. You know, huge. the body is where the ego lives. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. please continue. I'm really glad to. So, in to any case, it's that, yeah. yeah. So, it's the detachment and disidentification with the ego and its mind that Jesus calls us to do. And we can do it if we just choose to do that. And what appears is that decision maker who then says, wait a minute. Ha, huh, there's my ego mind. That's how it is. That's how it works. I'm starting to see that. I'm starting to be aware of it. I'm starting to watch it. That's very important. <coughs> and it's, ah, now wait a minute. Now he talks about the Holy Spirit. Now what is that? The Holy Spirit, strictly speaking, is not exactly the divinity or our heart self or the spirit nature that we are. It is the voice for God whose content is identical with our spirit nature. And that way we are identical with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But there's one little difference here. The Holy Spirit is the remembrance, the access way to that spirit consciousness that still lives within us, but we had totally forgotten and lost contact with. Because the ego, in order to make the whole dream work, made us forget completely who we are. And the Holy Spirit is a power, a mind a thought power or a consciousness power within us that God put there in the moment, in the very nanosecond of the tiny mad idea that that we can access in a way that it can lead us back to the remembrance and reaccessing of our own spiritual reality. So that's a little difference there, but otherwise it's the same thing. It's it's a huge difference, and, and unfortunately, we are rapidly coming okay. to the close of our broadcast. This is just amazing about how this time goes so quickly. So before we close, I, I want um, I want our listeners to be left with with one bit of of wisdom from the course that you could share, or one reference that that you could share, so that their lives can they they can see their lives very differently the moment this broadcast is over. Can you share something like that? Yes. Um, in the text, chapter 7, section 8, paragraph 5, there are, there's one sentence that, in a way, you could say encompasses the whole teaching and gives us a taste of the incredible power that lies in this teaching because all we need to do is change our mind. And the The quote goes like this, the ego depends on your mind, and as you made it, meaning the ego, by believing in the ego, so you can dispel it by withdrawing belief from it. And that process of withdrawing our belief in the ego and diverting our awareness through vision to what our reality is, but not by putting it there ourselves, that's a very crucial piece. That's what the, the role of the Holy Spirit is. Um, and we'll get to that uh, soon. 
<clears throat> we're going. We have to get to that in future broadcasts because we're at about we're about at the close of this particular broadcast. But I think that's a good way to let us um, to let us um, leave this show and have something tangible that we can read over and over and understand. But the what the message of the course is all about. So because we're at our close, and you're going to be with us again March the third and March the seventeenth, we're going to uh, to continue our conversation, maybe with a different topic, but it's always going to be through the lens of a course in miracles. Please tell our listeners how people can get in touch with you and continue the conversation or start another one. Yes. Um, it's very easy, very simple. My website is douglaseconomy.com and uh, you can find out about my work there. There's a calendar where the workshops that I offer in Constellation Work are in. Uh, March 8th, I will have a talk, do a talk at the Art of the Heart organization in Chester, New Jersey about my work, but particularly the spiritual dimension that I bring into my work. Otherwise, the most important thing I want to share with this listenership is that uh, on Tuesday, every Tuesday evening at quarter after seven in Pluckman, New Jersey, I facilitate a study group uh, for the Course in Miracles. So if you are anywhere in the vicinity in New Jersey, you're most welcome uh, to join us. Thank you, Douglas. I'm really looking forward to our future conversations. You've been listening to Timeshare with me, Marie Jackson, your host. I am a holistic mentor in the field of metaphysical spirituality. I help people to manage stress, achieve goals, and realize personal power in daily living by staying true to the spirit of who they are in work, relationships, and family dynamics. I focus on intention and the law of attraction for developing spiritual practices to help clients and students apply tools and methods for holding boundaries, forming inner dialogue and communicating clearly next thursday february 25 my regular fourth thursday contributor classically trained pianist and author paul armitage will be with us to offer his perspective on reincarnation the teachings of seth and exploring personal potential i hope you'll listen in and join in the conversation in the meantime thank you douglas for being with us today Thank you, listeners, for sharing this time with us today. And in the meantime, I wish you ease in living your wholeness. Thank you for tuning in to Timeshare, living reality, navigating the dream. Please join your host, Marie Jackson, again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, as she brings you another thought-provoking show on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.